Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. While many of us don't completely understand plants on a molecular level, emerging technologies are helping us to do so. And with the help of artificial intelligence, my next guest is building a database that he says is the future of natural health. Joining me now from his Hawaiian vacation, CEO of Brightseed, Jim Flats. Welcome to the NutriCast, Jim. Great, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's get right into it. What is Brightseed for those who may not know? Brightseed was founded uh, three and a half years ago to uh, promote healthier future. And we do this by illuminating and activating these long-held connections between humans and plants. As you know, plants are the basis of our, our food chain, and we have a long relationship with them. We've evolved around plants that actually are rich sources of these small molecules that produce to grow and survive. And actually turns out that a subset of these have important health benefits. And so we founded Brightseed to explore these connections and then taking this information, develop uh, products and services uh, that I can explain in a second that uh, help us you know, benefit from this knowledge to promote uh, a longer and healthier life. Okay, so you founded Brightseed about three years ago, but you've got over three decades of experience. Mm -hmm. How does your background and skill set lend itself to Brightseed? I often tell uh, uh, friends and colleagues that I feel like all of the experiences to date have really helped enable Brightseed and also those backgrounds of my founders. I have a decade's worth of experience translating uh, new discoveries into commercially successful products. And one of those, uh, a great example that's relevant for Brightseed is DHA omega-3, which is a natural uh, small molecule uh, produced actually by microalgae, which are simple plants that actually promotes uh, brain and eye development and good heart health. So that became a, a really nice example of actually how to bring a product like that to market, you know, performing the, the clinical studies to prove out its benefits, developing the product itself. So it would be useful. And in, in this case, uh, formulated into different supplements, functional foods and, and infant formula, and then finally getting the registrations globally to allow us to sell the, the product. And so we've taken uh, those experiences and are now translating that to some of the exciting discoveries that Bright Seeds made from the unexplored plant kingdom. Turns out that about 99% of these small molecules in plants have yet to be characterized. And, and much like a Google search engine, that's what Brightseed is cataloging. And we're now uh, applying those experiences to take our first product to market, hopefully uh, by the end of 2022. Wow. So we still have 99% more plants to discover. Is that what you're saying? 
99% of the compounds that plants produce is unknown to the world scientific community. So if you think about it, plants have already been a rich source of these bioactive molecules. So things like aspirin, which comes from the willow bark or metformin, which is used as a, a first line uh, treatment for uh, type two diabetes, which comes from the French lilac. These are all part of the 100,000 or so compounds that are known to science. Yet we and others have estimated that plants actually produce upwards of 10 million different compounds or, or more. So that leaves a, a lot of white space to explore. And that's what we're doing with our AI platform to really accelerate that you know, discovery process, that knowledge build, and then understand how we can take advantage of that knowledge. When you say artificial intelligence, can you kind of explain what exactly you mean by that? Because I feel like it's sort of a generic term that a lot of people use. What exactly is artificial intelligence to BrightSeed and how do you use it? Yeah, that's a great question, Danielle. And in, in this case, artificial intelligence is really a computational process to learn from large, high-quality data sets. And in this case, BrightSeed applies AI to learn from both extensive knowledge about human biology and plant biology. And we do uh, apply uh, AI to answer three simple questions. The first is, what's in the plant. So how can we get a deeper understanding of the 99% of the compounds that haven't been characterized? And so in this case, we used AI to process uh, raw data from uh, advanced instrumentation that allows us to profile these small molecules to get basically more information from those instruments. And this in turn has allowed us and enabled us to discover you know, and characterize sometimes five to 10 times the number of compounds that were previously characterized for any given plant source. So that's the first goal of uh, our AI. Uh, the second goal is to figure out what good are these compounds. And here we use uh, AI to build models from decades worth of biomedical research information that connects basic biological processes to clinically proven health outcomes. So, you know, you and some of your our listeners may understand that statins, which are a drug to treat uh, cholesterol, you know, high cholesterol, actually target an enzyme in the body that's the rate-limiting step for cholesterol synthesis, which is HMG-CoA reductase. And statins then work on that to limit the amount of cholesterol the body produces, thereby lowering cholesterol. So in the same way, we have mapped hundreds of these biological processes that actually connect to different health outcomes, including uh, metabolic health, immune health, gut health, cognitive uh, health and function, and, and bone and, and muscle health. And uh, so far, we've actually characterized about 11 different uh, important health conditions. And these models then allow us to basically predict features of small molecules that would be expected to beneficially modulate these biological processes in order to have the health benefit. So uh, not only do we understand what these molecules are, but then we can make increasingly accurate predictions about their, their role in promoting health. And then finally, 
We use AI to identify the best plant sources of each uh, new discovery. And so there are over uh, 31,000 edible plant species, you know, that have been cataloged. And, and so, of course, you know, sourcing all those and, and screening them would be, you know, prohibitively time-consuming and expensive. So we use AI in this case to take information about plant systems biology and use that to develop metabolic maps about what uh, plants are capable of producing. And from these uh, metabolic maps, we can find then the plants that would be expected to be good producers of these compounds. And actually that latter aspect of Bright Seeds AI was pioneered by my co-founder, Lee Che, who's our, our CTO when he was at Stanford Carnegie. So this is how we use AI to, you know, map the plant kingdom for health beneficial compounds and translate that knowledge to commercially viable supply chains and, and products. And effect of all this or net benefit is that we can make these discoveries in, the, in a matter of months rather than the years that it typically had taken. And we can translate them much faster to a commercially viable product, you know, often saving three to four years in the, in the process. Wow, that's pretty remarkable. I know you said it's accurate, but can you tell me mm -hmm. exactly how accurate it is in making yeah. predictions? Yeah. So uh, right now, the accuracy in making predictions in each one of these steps ranges anywhere from 20 to over 70% accurate. So uh, with respect to, uh, for example, identifying or making predictions about the health benefits of a given compound, our prediction now has uh, grown or improved from say three to 4% when we started the company to now around 20%. And it continues to improve because, you know, with each cycle, you know, a learning system actually becomes better. You just become smarter. You understand the features of compounds that like would make them more likely to translate to good, uh, accurate health outcomes. And so, we see the same learning curve. Now, you know, even 20% may not sound as, as impressive, but when you compare that or contrast it to sort of the best in class approaches that are used by biomedical research uh, institutes and pharmaceutical companies using high throughput screening of random libraries, those hit rates are usually anywhere from 0.01 to say 0.03%. So pretty low. So the, the AI gives us really orders of magnitude improvement in the hit rate. And what that means is, you know, we're, we're able to make predictions and, and then in screening, you know, say even just a couple hundred compounds, we generally and, and have consistently come up with good leads from that. And so that's really the power of the AI and all of the data that we have. Thank you for sort of putting that into context, because like you said, 20% may not sound all that impressive, but I'm thinking that it really probably narrows down your scope quite a bit and mm -hmm. saves you a lot of time, right? Exactly. It's the proverbial needle in the haystack approach. And yeah. when the world typically screens for these, you often screen hundreds of thousands and even sometimes a million or more compounds to find a good lead. And in this case, we can use the AI in our database to do essentially that, that screening in silico or on the computer 
which of course is a lot faster than doing the physical screening. And that's really what is transformative about what BrightSeed's doing. Okay. Yeah. And you meant, you keep mentioning your phytochemical database. Can you tell me more mm-hmm. about that and how many plant compounds are in there? Sure. We right now have characterized and cataloged about 700,000 uh, different compounds. And we hope before the end of the year to grow that to uh, between one and one and a half million compounds. And that would be more than 10 times what the world currently knows. And of course, when we profiled uh, subsets of those compounds, we find about 85 to 90 percent of those are are truly novel, meaning uh, they've never been before identified or characterized. And of course, that, you know, new material gives you the opportunity to make important new discoveries. I know in a previous interview, you said that this database is the future of natural health. Um, What did you Mm -hmm. mean by that? Yeah. So, you know, if you think about it, we really have a a disease or sick care paradigm around healthcare. So we really don't think about uh, health until we're not well or develop, uh, sadly, and I'm sure many of the listeners have friends or, or family that are suffering from different chronic diseases like heart disease, or liver disease or diabetes as an example. And a lot of these chronic diseases, which actually consume, I think the statistic is something like 70% of our healthcare spend is are here treating these conditions, which are largely actually the, the product of our lifestyle. You know, the foods we eat, uh, the exercise uh, that we get or don't get the sleep that we may or may not get. And all of those things contribute to these conditions and therefore they're largely preventable. And so we see that, you know, consumers, one, are interested in taking more control over their healthcare future, over their personal health. And then secondly, we see really important uh, economic drivers that are forcing us to kind of rethink how we deliver uh, healthcare and promote good health really is more of a lifelong task and, and approach and paradigm as opposed to something that, you know, we don't think about until we, we really get sick. And then oftentimes, you know, have to then be prescribed certain types of drugs, which uh, not only are expensive, but many of them have side effects. And is that really the future we want? And so we see uh, this paradigm shift occurring over the next decade or two, you know, driven by the science that actually shows that our diet is the single biggest contributor to uh, longevity and, and to good health. At least that's according to the Global Burden of Disease Study, which is the most comprehensive global study on, on diet and disease. The economics, as I mentioned, that I think are forcing us to rethink how we promote uh, good health and deliver health care. And then finally, consumers that are interested in taking control over their health future. All of these things, I think, will lead to a transformation in health in the future. And BrightSeed intends to lead that by understanding these small molecules that actually are these uh, tiny components that uh, many scientists believe are predominantly responsible for the the health benefits of a predominantly plant-based diet. And so I know you see uh, a lot more um, studies almost weekly on that topic. 
And really, in essence, these small molecules, uh, we believe, and others believe, are the primary reasons for those benefits. So, of course, it goes, you know, it seems pretty logical that if we gain a better understanding of these, then we can take advantage of this in terms of developing new health beneficial ingredients like a DHA omega-3 that can promote good health for us going forward in formats that uh, consumers, you know, prefer all the way to, you know, precision and digital health services that allow people to, again, understand much more precisely the types of foods and sources that can promote a healthier future for themselves. I definitely noticed the paradigm shift, especially, it seemed to have accelerated the past year or so. Is that something Mm -hmm. that you noticed as well? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, You know, this, you know, obviously the pandemic has been devastating, both from uh, uh, public health as well as uh, from, you know, uh, economics perspective. But one thing I, I have seen, and you see a lot of market research data that supports this, is that for at least some fraction of the population, I think people began to uh, understand that, uh, you know, you can't take your health for granted. And we're, in fact, a fairly fragile population. And so it was interesting, a friend of mine had sent me some search results on the term metabolic health, which, uh, you know, was largely unknown term in the, you know, kind of general population, but of course, a term well known in the medical community. And uh, and the reason now uh, consumers have picked up on this term is it actually turns out that our metabolic health, which uh, really is kind of our, you think about it, our underlying health foundation, when when we're not in good metabolic health, we actually also, uh, generally speaking, tend to have poor immune health. And so meaning we're more susceptible to contracting infections like COVID-19, but also suffering their most debilitating consequences. And, you know, this has become devastatingly clear with COVID-19, where, again, people in poor metabolic health, and it's estimated that 85% of the U.S. adult population is in poor metabolic health, actually has suffered uh, the most devastating consequences leading to hospitalization and unfortunately death. So we see both a strong uh, rationale scientifically, but also a much greater consumer interest in becoming more resilient, you know, like any crisis, you want to learn from it. And so how is the population? Do we become more resilient? We see that through the growing number of partnerships that Brightseed has with companies in the agri-food and health sectors now partnering with Brightseed to help accelerate the development of natural, healthier, and more sustainable products. And we certainly see that as evidenced by the growing number of U.S., but really global consumers that are incorporating uh, functional foods and supplements into their uh, daily habits to uh, promote a healthier future for themselves. And so, you know, we, we certainly see that in double-digit growth in, in those products and in surveys about their interests and attitudes. It's a very exciting field, I imagine, to be in. What would you say is the most exciting thing about this area of your work? Uh, <laughs> discovering new stuff, Daniel. I mean, <laughs> it, it literally is. It's, uh, you know, you're in a way like a, a kid that's... Uh, 
exploring in a new area and, and digging around, finding new stuff, discovering new bugs, you know, new plants, you know, a hidden treasure. I mean, that, that actually for me is, is, I would say, the most exciting thing because there's literally not a week that goes by when we don't make a new discovery, either in the programs that we have that we fund ourselves or those from our partners. And, and I think in the past, this is stuff that, gosh, if you had something like that happen once a year, you know, you were, you know, you know, felt like that was actually a pretty good year. And, and here it, it happens uh, certainly at least on a monthly and oftentimes on a weekly basis. So I, I would say that's one thing that's really exciting. And, and then, of course, I think, uh, you know, I just see the excitement of our uh, team members when they make those discoveries and then start to see them translate now, because again, through the system we have, we can take uh, those discoveries and move them much faster uh, towards a real product. And there's uh, incredibly a great sense of satisfaction when you do that. I, I know when we saw our DHA Omega-3 products on the market and infant formulas and things like uh, Horizons uh, Milk that one of our partners, Danone, produces in the U.S., you know, it was really nice to see that because you knew those products on the shelves were going to materially benefit development and health for, you know, many consumers. And it's it's really nice to continue to have, you know, kind of repeat that as well as now see some of our newer team members get to experience the same thing that I had the chance to experience. Never a dull moment. So I was reading at the current rate, Bright Seed plans to map the entirety of plant small molecules, their sources, their impact on human biomedical targets by 2025. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct. Like any journey, you know, you'll see what you've done, uh, you know, at that time, but at this current rate, we predict that we can substantially map, a, a, you know, about 10 million or more compounds uh, by that time. But of course, I'm sure as we, we get closer to that date, we're going to realize like a lot of things that, oh gosh, uh, we've underestimated the the number of compounds and diversity in the plant kingdom. And so that's, of course, you know, kind of, you know, a historical cycle where, you know, for example, as we began to study the universe, you know, while we learn at an exponential rate, we uh, learn how much, in fact, we don't know. So, you know, that's certainly possible. But yeah, by and large, we think we're going to have a much more complete understanding of the plant kingdom in five years. And we hope that really you know, unleashes a, a torrent of uh, new products that consumers can have available to uh, pr promote good health and, and really take control of their health future. Lots of exciting stuff on the horizon. Dr. Jim Flat, CEO of Brightseed, thank you so much for coming on the NutriCast and taking some time to chat with me on your Hawaiian vacation. <laughs> You're welcome. If you like what you just heard, you could subscribe to the NutraCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutraCast next week.